Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a follow-on episode to our last one, our last solo podcast, at least, titled Dress for the Job You Want. And this is talking about a never-ending battle that somebody who's trying to grow their law firm will have to encounter, which is balancing your capacity for new business with marketing with your ability to fulfill on clients. And, you know, one of the terms that we've sort of used around Casual for a while is front of house versus back of house. So I, I kind of consider a lot of the stuff around marketing to be kind of the front of house stuff and then the part of stuff in terms of fulfillment, like back of house. This is from the restaurant world. If you guys aren't familiar with those terms, you know, basically wait staff, greeters, et cetera, versus, you know, your, your guys back in the kitchen, right? Your kitchen is cooking up legal work. So <laughs> that's kind of how we kind of consider the back of house stuff. But again, as we're going to go over in this episode, you need to have a command of both if you want to be able to fulfill on things. It's probably the most relevant at the first step, but we're going to get into that for a while. So why I wanted to record this episode is for the people, again, kind of like the last one who are stuck at the level that they're at against their own will. If you're a solo and you don't want to be a solo, this is for you. Even if you're a smaller firm and you want to be a larger firm, that is, is also for you. This is this is a tension that never really ends up ending, right? And the way that I kind of like to visualize this and like whenever I'm talking with somebody on a Zoom call, I, I have my two hands up on the level, right? So the one hand is the marketing capacity. We have to build that, create a gap, and then we have to fill the fulfillment to reach that gap. Then we have to, once that fulfillment's done, we need to hire more and then we end up getting more marketing to build it up. So these two things almost have to move in lockstep. Now, kind of the unfortunate truth is that these things are never going to move in perfect unison. One of the things is that, you know, I guess like if you were theoretically able to get some sort of a fulfillment arrangement where you had a a true variable cost and this would probably be through something like a you know outsourced service or something like that. I guess it would be possible, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of drawbacks to that in, in other ways, right? So it's like, if you want to hire good people that want a salary and benefits, we kind of have to consider these things as uh, something you're going to have to move a little bit out on. And another reason why I wanted to talk about this too, is because I see this being a huge gap with solos, right? Oftentimes, the next step can sometimes be obvious, but they don't realize what the step after that is. And because they don't have an answer for that second step, they don't take the first step, right? You know, cynically also, you know, we happen to, to work with helping out people with marketing services. So this prevents people from moving forward with us. But I genuinely believe that this is a super important thing that people have to understand in terms of growing any single business, right? But basically, this is kind of the situation. I'll go through a very, very common situation with solos, right? So solos that end up growing, right? You've got your more back of house. I like to do the, the the legal work type person. And you have your more front of house, shaking hands, kissing babies, put on a big smile in the consultation. Let's call that more of a revenue focused person, right? So depending on what your tendency is, you will probably, and it would actually be intelligent to hire the opposite, right? So if you're Mr. Smiles, loves the consultations, love the networking too, you're going to hire somebody to help you out with the fulfillment. And then if you're somebody who's more of like, I enjoy the back office stuff that you might actually have, have somebody who's an intake professional or a marketing company that can take some of that stuff off your load or, you know, minimize your, your involvement with the process. So you can focus on doing more of the back house stuff. That's step one. 
Step two is that once you end up having that capacity filled, you have to go get more. So whatever you did that last time, you have to now do the other side, right? So if you had the back of house higher now, you have to get some more marketing capacity. If you had the marketing capacity and you filled up your, your fulfillment, maybe you're the person who's Mr. Networking and now you have you know as much as you can fill in terms of the calendars for your people and you want to keep growing. Well, now you got to find more capacity. So maybe you hire another person to do networking in a different market than yours. Maybe you go into a different marketing channel, but this creates a new problem because now we have to have more fulfillment and so on and so forth. And basically, there's really going to be never end to this until you decide that you're at the level that you want to be on. You can hop off a merry-go-round. But a lot of the times, too, uh, people kind of get stuck at this first step, right? So a super common situation is like, we'll have um, somebody who's like, wow, this sounds awesome. You know, I really have been wanting to grow my firm forever, but what am I going to do with all this extra work? (laughs) And the truth is, as long as, and this is another reason that we harp on getting pricing and making sure your profitability is, is as set as you can, because Assuming that you're not charging a song for your work, the more work that you have, the more revenue that you're going to have in order to hire those back of house people. So reality, the answer to that person is not being able to figure out the fulfillment. Once you have the stuff, you know, you might have to suffer for a little bit doing this on your own, but as soon as you have that money, you get the arrangement in place with the other person who can fulfill. Now, I want to take a quick step back and talk about the way that you end up fulfilling things needs to be something that you can trust to be repeatable. Um, This is another reason why I think it's sometimes hard. And again, there are some fantastic people that that are, are great at networking and uh, there's some fantastic organizations that teach networking. I love um, having Steve Fretzen on the podcast. It was super awesome. There's people that make networking very predictable. But in general, people that aren't at that level, if you're depending on referrals, it can be very, very hard to predict things. So maybe you have an absolute banner month, you get a bunch of you know business, and you might be in a position to hire somebody based on that month's revenue, but you don't really know what the next month is going to be. So the predictability really empowers your ability to confidently hire fulfillment help. Similarly, you need to make sure that you can trust your fulfillment. If you don't necessarily know what the quality of work is going to be, it's going to be really, really hard to stack you know, a bunch of marketing spend or a bunch of investment of your own time into getting new business to not be 100% certain that this isn't something that's going to get you disbarred or you know, get you bad reviews from clients and that kind of stuff too. So being able to really vet these things is important. I think people probably spend a little bit more time on that, but you know, I, don't, I don't want to ignore the, the possibility that you have to understand that both of these things are going to be solid all the way through. But basically to that person who's who's afraid to make the first move, the second move is just doing the opposite of what the first move is. If you're hiring marketing, you have to be ready to hire fulfillment. If you're hiring fulfillment, you have to be able to, you know, get the next case after you end up filling those people's calendars up. Sometimes, you know, it's possible, and this isn't like I wouldn't say this isn't even a bad move. Sometimes if you want to build your fulfillment up to the, to the level where you can offer a service you didn't offer before, you know, you might be paying the tax, so to speak, on having more overhead for the short term, but if that product ends up genuinely being better than what you had before, now you're able to take that back to the market and you have a unique selling proposition that puts you head and shoulders over the, over the other people in your practice areas, right? So, you know, it's, it also can kind of feed the other one too. But basically, the big point of this episode that I wanted to drive home is that it really is never going to end. You have to make sure that you're ready not only for the next move, but what they you know. I love this phrase, uh, new levels, new devils. The problem that you're solving today is going to create a different problem. If you nail the marketing, you got to figure out fulfillment. Once you hire people for fulfillment, you got to figure out ways to keep those things going. And you know, basically, if we we kind of accept the premise that there's never going to be an end to it, as at least as long as we want to grow, it's a lot easier to 
be comfortable with having those conversations. And going full circle, it really, really kind of makes it important to, to focus on what our goals really need to be. You know, I, I have been always kind of connecting a lot of this stuff to the mindset, especially a lot recently, right? But it's just like, you know, I think some people try to just say, hey, look, I'm going to grow until I start like, you know, meeting the resistance. And that's pretty much what we're going to say. I'd say that's probably the default decision making process for how people want to grow their business, right? But, you know, you'll be able to go through those investments and making sure that you're ready for, you know, the, the increasing complexity that you're going to have to have. You know, another thing I didn't mention in this podcast, but, you know, another thing so you'll see in a lot of the organizations like EOS, when you end up tripling your headcount, you know, guess what? You're going to have to have some new systems in place, but that's probably the topic for another podcast. But yeah, you know, basically it's going to be agony if you're really, really stressed out about what the next move is going to be. You have to understand that it is a little bit more simple, but you also have to accept the fact that it's never going to stop, at least as long as you want to grow. So marketing versus fulfillment. It is always going to be a game of catch up from one or the other. Be okay with it. Be comfortable with it. As long as you want to grow, it's it's going to have challenges to face. But um, I'm sure you can make it through as long as, you know, it is really something that you want. So that's all for this week, guys. I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.